0: What if tomorrow you woke up and just like that, you had the body you've always dreamed of? Your health was on point, energy levels were high, and your confidence, huh, through the roof. Completely Possible Fitness wants you to know that it's possible to change your life and make your dreams come true. We specialize in weight loss, muscle building, functional training, group exercise, and nutritional advice. Don't let another day go by not having exactly what you want. Contact CopoFit and let us help transform your life. CopoFit is on all social media, or you can email us at CopoFit at gmail.com. That's C O P O F I T at gmail.com. Do you love drama as much as I do? plot shifts and heart pounding turns will keep you enthralled in the new book soiled sheets by phoenix ash dana and marshall are drawn to each other but their flame has a tendency to burn and splinter all that once mattered quite possibly even each other will they make it through the debris or become part of the ruins find out when you purchase your copy of soiled sheets by phoenix ash now available via Amazon Books, and all Kindle devices. And it's free with Kindle Unlimited.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, oh, let's go.
0: We're Brooklyn, we're Brooklyn, we're Brooklyn.
2: Well, actually, I live in Delaware now, so does that make me a Delawarean? You
0: it, girl.
2: You know, Beyonce is my friend in my head. J my people sometimes too yeah. You know when I was a kid I had an imaginary enemy Like does that make me crazy Life as P
1: Presented by Say What Radio
2: Well, hello and welcome back to Life is P. If this is your first time joining me, I guess it's not a welcome back. It's a welcome. I thank you for joining me. Thank you for however you found me, whether it be through a recommendation or you saw a post. Thank you for giving me a try. If you are a repeat listener, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming back. I appreciate everything that you guys share with me and my DMs. Um, if you want to DM me, get at me on Twitter at P.Writes, as well as on Instagram at P.Writes. A little later on, I'll tell you where to find uh, some of my books. If you're interested in reading any of my works after you've heard me talk. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. So I'm going to give a little bit of live flowers. Uh, right now on the show because this content, this topic, today's topic was inspired by uh, many conversations that I've had with a woman. Her name is Judy Jackson. She is a an HR professional. She's really at the top of her game, well-respected throughout the industry, very innovative when it comes to how to handle HR. She's very um, much the ideal for human resources when she approaches how to help leadership connect to their employee base. It's the things that we dream about human resources would be, but many of us know that human resources is not always very human. And we feel like it represents the company more than the employee. And Judy Jackson is very much a different example of that. And she's a senior leader. So much respect to her. And many conversations that I've had with her throughout my life, I've known her my entire life, um, she's always put in my head that conversations matter. And only recently over the past few years has she really implement that into a brand for her employees. But when I think about it, that feeling, that sentiment, that idea has been a theme throughout many conversations she's had with me throughout my life. And to give one example, when I was a teenager, we used to go to breakfast every morning at a diner. Well, not every morning, every. Saturday morning at a diner. And I wasn't even in the workforce just yet, but she would constantly ask me interview questions. And at the time, I didn't know they were interview questions. I just thought she was just being nosy, being all into my life. And she would ask me all these questions. And when I look back, I'm like, wow, a lot of people have told me, oh, you interview very well. (laughs) It's because I've been interviewing damn near my whole life. (laughs) So so... <laughs> Little did I know that these questions that she was probing and asking about my life and what I wanted to do and what I prefer and how I enjoyed certain things and how were things different and forcing me to look at things in comparison, forcing me to see patterns, forcing me to ask myself these questions so that I may have an answer on the next Saturday. That was important and it showed up in all of my interviews. Very, I was talking to someone the other day and I was saying that I get nervous if I go for a job interview and I don't hear within a day or so. And she was like, really? I've never heard back within a day or so. It's always been a week or two weeks. Why why would that make you nervous? And I thought back as most of the jobs that I've applied for, I've either heard back. I've either been hired on the spot or I've heard back later that day. The longest it's ever taken anyone to get back to me is probably... Two or three days. So I pretty much know right away. And not even considering that that's really spoiled. Like, so many people have to wait so long to get back. And I don't know if it's because the kinds of jobs I'm going for. I mean, this was a co worker at the time. So, you know, kind of in the same industry. <laughs> so I don't know what the deal is. But I'm going to just go ahead and attribute that to the fact that I interview well and I'm clean cut. Either you want me or you don't. I'm the best person for you or I'm not. I'm going to do well. I'm going to (laughs) bomb it. It's usually not a gray area with me. I'm I'm just here. (laughs) I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. But conversations matter and that conversation matter, but other conversations matter as well. And one conversation that I can say, You know, well several. You know, we talk about Christmas time or Valentine's Day is coming up and people are thinking about what gifts should I buy this person or what should I do for this person to show them just how much they mean to me. And I'm always a fan of thinking back to past conversations. And what what has this person said they've always wanted? What has this person said they've been working towards or they've been thinking about? or that something that must like, hey, that must be nice or that would be nice. Thinking back to those conversations, I find the jewels in what it is that I can do for you or connect to you to let you know that I truly appreciate you. I listen to you, you're heard, and I care enough about you to think back to those things and try to figure out how to put these things in your life because these are the things you want. So that's one way to find the jewel, that great thing that would rock that person's world, particularly when you're trying to make a huge impression. I know Valentine's Day is a popular day for people to get engaged because there are a lot of women who are like, but if you don't, if you're not ready to be engaged, if you're not ready to be married, don't rush to go get this person a ring just because you feel like that would be the ultimate gift for Valentine's Day. It's nice, it's sweet, but it's better when you're ready. So find something else. Think back to some conversations and say, you know, maybe I might do that or, you know, but set the person's expectations. If you've been with someone two, three years and they're expecting a ring, but you're not ready to give one. You know, I remember when my husband proposed to me and he could not purchase the ring that he thought he wanted to give me. And so he basically apologized and said, you know, I know that the the air basically reads that I'm going to propose to you. However, I'm not ready to give you the ring. Um, I just can't afford to give you the ring. And I was like, okay. I mean, if you're not ready, what I'm going to do? <laughs> Beg, cry, force you to be ready. It's not my style. Not at all. And so I told him, I completely understand. However, I want you to understand this that I love you. And had you gotten a ring from the bubblegum machine, I would have thought it to be so cute. I would have said yes. Um, because I trust his character, I trust who he is. I don't believe that he's ever trying to get the cheap way out of me. I- <laughs> so And we were friends before we uh, became a couple, and I was very much invested in him as a friend. So I've never been the type of person who needed diamonds, who needed name brand, who needed the most expensive things. I've never been that person. I'm still not that person. So... I'm very appreciative of anything that you do for me but I'm more so appreciative of the heart that you put behind it the thought the creativity the thing that I wouldn't expect I'm I love that I love that so but based on that conversation he actually did have a ring for me it was much smaller than um he wanted I didn't care. I was like 21. I was so happy to to be proposed to and have a ring on my finger and claim it. I didn't care who made fun of me, who said, oh, that's not an engagement ring. That's a friendship ring or that's a promise ring or whatever, whatever. (laughs) Say what you must. I've had a, we're good. (laughs) We're good. So those conversations matter though, because he knew my character based upon that conversation. And I knew his, I knew what he feared. I knew what he intended. And, but I knew that if he wasn't ready to do something, if he wasn't ready to go forward, he would tell me. And that was important to me. And so that just signified to me that, yeah, I was making the right decision by committing myself to this person because the things that I cared about, he cared about and that that conversation mattered. And I feel like in a lot of relationships, whether it be work or intimate, that we're not having enough conversations to figure out what matters. And so you get yourself in a bind or you bond yourself to someone and you you don't know what matters. And when it comes up, when it's critical, you're on different sides of the fence. And it's like, damn, we need to talk about this. And not to say that because we had those conversations, we're perfect. I'm saying this because we've had those situations where, It's like, oh, because you can't cover everything. You can't. But it's important that when it comes up to have the conversation. Have the conversation. Don't run from it. Don't say, you know yeah I just don't feel like talking about it. no, face that thing head on. Have the conversation. You'd be surprised the information that you find surprised or even you know at work you know, I was working with someone who a manager who was very difficult, she's been known throughout the industry to be uh, difficult to read and to not necessarily be an advocate and that was the experience that I was having with her. She wasn't being an advocate and I just felt that I couldn't work with her long term uh, because there was no room for growth. And even if there were, she wasn't necessarily someone who would help progress me to that next level. And it was the kind of situation where you needed someone to advocate for you to sort of put your name in the hat in order for you to take that next step. And so it was like, before I get stuck or start to feel stuck, because I'm never truly stuck, but before I start to feel stuck beneath her, let me make my way out. But in having conversations. And because in those situations, you kind of doubt yourself, right? Even as I'm saying this, there is someone out there who's like, well, you never know. She could have been your advocate. Did you have a conversation with her? I had many conversations with her and that was the indication that I received (laughs) that she would not be my advocate. Uh, Because, And I'm also not sure that she knows how to be an advocate, but, and it's not my job to teach her, but In addition to that, having conversations with other people who have worked for her and hearing their stories and how she has seemingly, and I say seemingly because, of course, I don't know the true in and out, but she has seemingly sabotaged opportunities for them, uh, seemingly gotten the way of their progression or them pivoting and going in another direction that it made me know that my instincts were probably on target And I should probably protect myself and protect what information that I share with her. And she's definitely the person to reach out and say, hey, if you come across X, Y, and Z, please let me know. But with knowing a little bit of background information, it's kind of like, I don't know if I want to let you know. But, you know, it's through conversations with coworkers or conversations with people who trust you or people who, you know, are getting to know you and appreciate that you're asking fact-finding questions. You know, these this is information that not every team member is going to come up with. Not every team member is going to be exposed to these stories. But, you know, of course, I'm the team member who's tell me about your life because I'm a storyteller. So I want to know about your life and how you're living and is this permanent for you are you thinking long-term? Is this what you always wanted to do? How does it relate to what you majored in in college? Are you still in college? Are you pursuing your master's? I have a ton of questions, ton of questions. I mean, I question myself all the time, so I'm damn sure going to question you. You can choose to answer. If you choose not to answer, I do not feel offended. I just shrug it off and go, oh, okay, maybe you're not connected. Oddly enough, the people who don't respond and who are not connected enough to respond within weeks, they start Are opening up and passing information. So maybe that's a talent. I need to leverage that. (laughs) Somebody should hire me to interview someone. But but these conversations matter you want to talk about things and get things out in the air. It's also part of why I did the whole vision board thing. I had the vision board party for my birthday because it got people talking about what it was that they were looking for in their life, what it was that they pictured would be the ideal life or it would be nice and they would really like to strive towards because we were being surrounded by people who are interested in feeding your glory. Basically, they want to feed your glory. They want to see you succeed. They want to see you achieve. And people love to be part of your success story. I don't know if you know that. And it seems so simple. It's not profound. I'm not like stamping my foot on it. Like, "Mm, yeah, I said something good right there. I mean, yeah, maybe I did. But people love to be part of your success story. Despite how many people seem, To be part of your obstacle story, because there are some people who are addicted to that. But let's never mind them. Let's think about the people who love to be part of our success story. People love to be your because. I was able to do this because, or I was able to move forward because you were in my corner. I was able to move forward because you advocated for me or because you took those steps that you needed for yourself and I had a blueprint to follow. People love those kind of flowers. They love them. And those live flowers are important to give. And those conversations are important to give. A girlfriend of mine is engaged. Congratulations. (laughs) She's been engaged for a little while, but it's still congratulations. It's wonderful. You stayed engaged. It's excellent. (laughs) But... Her and her fiance met each other on a dating site. And I have a cousin who also has a similar story. She's married now. Yay. And we love her husband. And th- she and her husband met each other on a dating site. With Lucky land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. I think one of them was Bumble. I'm not sure. That's the one I can give you right now. I don't know. Uh, somebody met somebody on eHarmony or Match. Not one of these couples, but another couple that one of them was telling me about. So you guys, you know me. Sometimes I'm great. I can tell you everything. And the other times I have no details. I'm sorry. But either way, the conversation was: have you let these sites know that you're married or getting married? And you know, so in the conversation it was like, No. It's like, well, you should. You should contact the site, let them know that you found your fiance on their site. This is part of their success stories. This is part of the statistics they can report when they say how successful their service is. So definitely contribute to that, particularly if it works for you. So she's going to reach out to them, but that's a conversation that matters. First of all, she would have never reached out to them had we not had the conversation. But second of all, the site may actually ask to interview her or get a quote or get something where they can reprint or share that's great. That's great because don't you want your story to be shared or be part of that site success story? That's wonderful. And that's through conversation. The site, the way it's set up, in order for you to connect to someone, you have to initiate conversation. Conversation matters. And I know in a day and age where people communicate via text all the time, I'm not one of those people who be like, oh, I can't with you texting all the time. Or I can't, what you want in conversations, you can just text me. I'm on neither side of the fence. I view texting to be a type of conversation. It's difficult to pick up tone. It's difficult to pick up body language and intent and to look at the sincerity in someone's eyes, but it has its other gifts. So I don't view it to be a negative uh, adversary to conversation. I view it to be a different type of conversation. And if that's how you connect, that's how you connect. I like to look at someone's eyes. I like to see their body language. And at the very least, I want to hear their tone because I get offended easily. (laughs) Not always rightfully so. (laughs) So I need to hear your tone. I need to hear how you meant it. And luckily for me, I know that that's a flaw of mine. So I will ask what you meant or if you're going a particular place with it. I will ask, are you yelling at me? Are you? Wait, is that snide? Wait, and honestly, I'm not asking in the most uh, effective way to communicate, right? It's kind of attitude or whatever. But I'm from Brooklyn. It's going to be a little bit of attitude behind. It's going to be... (laughs) It's going to be a little, you trying to play me? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. But, you know, I need to ask the question because if you tell me no, okay sorry, I took offense. I'm sorry. But you also, I need to have that conversation, one, to know that I shouldn't take offense. But two, you need to know what would offend me. That, you know what, this kind of thing, I need to say more clearly. So conversations matter. I was at a company where they totally bombed for Black History Month. And welcome to Black History Month, by the way. But (laughs) totally bombed. And I mean bombed. First day of Black History Month, they've got a white woman who's being highlighted. Just bombed. Should have been an easy win. Was not bombed. And lots of Black employees, not just Black employees, people of all races, replied with, uh shameful, disheartening, like just dragged. It was like being on Black Twitter, like just dragged. And the people who were responsible for thinking this thing, it was a well thought out thing, so they thought... And the people who were responsible for putting this highlight out did not initially own the mistake they... And when I say mistake, not we put this up by mistake, but mistake in thinking that it was going to be well-received. That was the mistake. You you missed shot. You didn't hit your target. You didn't get your audience. And rather than owning the mistake up front, they justified it, which made it worse. People were just like, just so angry. I was, everybody, it was on a Friday, so like everybody probably clocked out at three o'clock and went home just like pissed off. So you got no productivity from any of these people for hours on end, I'm sure to bet. But they misfired and they would not take ownership of the misfiring. And someone had to point out to them that, you know, by justifying and sort of dismissing what it is that this audience is saying, that we don't feel heard and isn't the point of your programs to help us feel heard and feel a part of the culture and feel as though we impact our surroundings just as much as anyone else. And like, you can't ignore the irony of that. You can't. That is the point. And you are stressing the point of why these programs are needed, but it's counterproductive to you having the program because if the audience doesn't feel connected to, doesn't feel heard, Then what's the point? What's the point? So the conversation mattered. Finally, someone addressed it as, you know, we need to have these tough conversations. Thank you for your feedback. We've done work, but obviously more work needs to be done. So that was important. Finally, someone finally said that, but it took a long time to get to the point of acceptance of, you know what, we misfired. We didn't do this well. And we the conversation, and it was, you know, commenting that got the conversation. It wasn't a verbal conversation, but the Text, and you know, there was some tone you could pick up in some of this text, but <laughs> that con- it mattered. It mattered. I would be floored if that company repeated that same mistake floored if I saw it again. Because the conversation was there, they have all the tools. These people are giving you the tools and telling you, sometimes we overthink things. So something should be simple. You put out something and then you overthink the strategy behind it and it doesn't hit your audience because it's too complex on the back end. It, it just, no, it should have just stuck with what it was doing. And it happens. So it's not to beat yourself up or not, but just own it. I misfired. I didn't hit my target audience. I miss fire and move on. Learn from it and move on. Trying to force the ownership of it is and justify it is just crazy. Just just things, things. Just own it. Have the conversation. It's a tough conversation. Have it. Take ownership of where you might have misfired. Learn from it. Share information. Take suggestions. Put out your own suggestions. Had I done X, Y, and Z, would that have been received? But you now have an ear. Take advantage of the fact that you now have an ear and run things by the audience and say, hey, if I do X, Y, and Z, how does that feel? And not to say that you should take in everybody's opinion. You know, you're going to use discernment. You're going to say, you know, that I'm going to do this with that and I'm going to throw everything else away. But take advantage of the fact that you have an ear and you have people who are willing to help you be better next time. The conversation matters. Do not dismiss the conversation. It matters and it needs to be had. And I think on a larger level that the company where this was at needed to see all of those people outraged because I think they thought that they were further along in their diversity plight than they actually were. And I think they needed to see that people were at a place that we are no longer in the time where people cower in the corner, where people of color accept what's being done to them and shrug it off as that's just how it is. These people were very comfortable speaking up for themselves, names attached to comments and all. Very comfortable, and I actually was. I mean, yeah, you could sip tea and pop popcorn and read the comments and feel like you've been entertained for the day. But at the very least, I knew that we had progressed to a point where people were comfortable speaking up for themselves, and that in itself is a win. That is a win. That there was a en- and there was enough of them. Like it's numbers. There can't be any real consequence to these people for speaking their mind or saying, you know, some. People were harsh. They were harsh. But it can't be any real consequence because how bad for the company would that be then? What kind of news story would that produce (laughs) that there was a consequence for people being outraged for being offended? It just doesn't work. But you need to have the conversations without the conversation, without the back and forth, without the outrage, without people speaking up for themselves. The company as a whole would not know where they stood, how far they've actually come, and what the audience would would not stand for and that they misfired. I mean, what a shame it is to misfire and not know why or not know how and constantly do it. So if you do it repeatedly and you can't figure out why it's not connecting to your audience because no one is stepping up to the plate to say, no, you you misfired. You need the conversation. So conversations matter, whether it be with your spouse, whether it be with your child. You know, um, my daughter's teacher often will tell my husband, my husband drops my daughter off in the morning and the teacher will often tell him how wonderful she believes my daughter is doing in school and that she can tell that we are working with her at home. And she's kind of disappointed in the fact that like, she doesn't come across more students who are picking up the schoolwork, mostly not because they can't or because they don't connect. They're getting some of it in school but it's not being repeated in in at home. And you know, to some degree I get it. You know, my daughter's 3. She's in a 3-year-old class. A lot of people don't really start to teach academic stuff until they're 4 or until they're really close to entering pre-K. I don't know. I I come from a family where education is very important. She's also a black little girl. I feel like she has to know twice as much, do twice as much. We're still not at a point in this country where she doesn't have to work twice as hard to get just as far as some as some of her counterparts. So early on I'm Implementing stuff, and I just try to back up what the teachers do. I'm a first time mom, a lot of stuff I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, I don't know what she's supposed to be learning. I do my research, I look up stuff, but I'm sure I missed the mark several times. But a good way to know how to get back on target is to know what the teacher is teaching my child. And so, when she's learning her different letters and she's learning words that begin with these letters every day, when I pick her up. I ask her what letter are you learning today. When she gives me the letter, we run through a bunch of words that begin with the letter. I say it. She repeats it. She's now at a point where she throws out some suggestions. We say yes or no. We celebrate the yeses. We try again on the nos. That's conversation, and that conversation is apparently it matters. It's showing up in her schoolwork. She's getting things correct. She's learning. She has a thirst for it. She's anxious to find out what else she can learn. She's a of in class. And my child is the child that needs all that stuff because my child can be off the hook. She's very energetic. She sometimes gets distracted, but she wants to jump around. She wants to run. And so you have to keep her mind occupied. She can get focused if you tap in. And I understand for a teacher to have to figure out how to tap into each individual child has got to be the Mount Everest of tasks. (laughs) It's got to be. that I'm trying to tap into one. You've got eight to 10, maybe 12 of them that you're trying to tap in. So I'm going to do everything that I can to help because I know that you've got limited attention to spare, that it's, you know, you have a lot of kids vying for your attention. It's going to be somebody who's acting out. I don't want it to be my child. I want my child to be the one who's absorbing the information, who's getting the key to go to the next step. So I'm going to enforce it at home so that it's all familiar for her and that she connects when she gets to school. She recognizes. that I talk about that at home when she gets home. I want her to recognize as I talk about that at school. And she has a great life. So don't think that I'm just purely academics. You know, she's jumping on the trampoline, playing basketball in the house, riding, go down the slide. She's driving her little car around the dining room or whatever, but academics come too. So... Conversations matter. Just talking to her, just asking about her day, asking what she's learning. She'll repeat stuff that she's heard in school. It also lets me know how she's being spoken to in school. When things pop up that I see a pattern, I can ask the teacher, you know, when did this happen? Is there another child that's doing this? Is my child the one that's initiating it? Are other children copying from her? What's happening? They recognize my child as a leader and my child, you know. You know and, and I don't, yeah, I'm a bit bragging on my child. Okay, forgive me, I'm mommy, that's what I do. But she is a leader, and recognizing that you know, if she takes off running, all the kids take off running behind her. If she says, okay, settle down, we're going to sing and we're going to play on the microphone and pretend that this is a stage, all the kids are sitting in their chairs applauding, pretending that they are at a concert. So they use that. You know, when they want the kids to line up and they want to take them to the bathroom or to the gym, they make her stand at the front of the line because they know everyone's going to get in line behind her. And she takes it so seriously. Oh my God, she just get all stiff and Hilarious, but they use that. But you know, having those conversations is how I find out what happens in class when I am not present, and how I can contribute to the class as well as when my child needs to be disciplined and when we need to steer her in a different direction. But it's through conversation, not just with my child, but with her teacher. Let's talk. Let's let's see where we're at. What do you think we need to work on? What are you seeing as the pattern? This is what I'm seeing as the pattern. Is this what's happening in class? Have those conversations so conversations matter they've mattered all my life <laughs> and I just want to remind you that conversations matter so if there's a conversation in your life that you're ducking don't duck it have it and move on move on you're stopping yourself from moving on or you're stopping the other person from moving on or the situation from progressing the longer you um run away from these conversations have the conversation move on you'd be surprised what tools you will have to work with going forward and Why not uncover some more tools? You may find that you're actually very good at these difficult conversations and that in itself is a tool. Not that it's a fun tool, but it's a tool. It's something you can use going forward. So have those conversations. That's my soapbox for today. <laughs> if you want to get at me, again, I can be reached on Twitter at P... Did I say Twitter? Twitter at P. Writes, as well as on Instagram at P. Writes. If you want to pick up any of my books, I've written two novels. One is called In Her Makeup. The other is called Soiled Sheets. Both can be found on Amazon as well as Kindle and free with Kindle Unlimited. Uh, Also, I have some nonfiction stuff. If you want to read about my life and what made me decide to quit corporate and become a full-time writer, you can pick up Long Neck Bottles. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, as well as Audible. Uh, If you want to pick it up on more than one platform, I would so appreciate you. But more importantly, if you pick it up, please leave me some feedback, good or bad. Leave a comment on Amazon or Kindle. Let me know what you think, if I should continue writing this way, or if you have some suggestions or whatever. If you want to fill my inbox with that, that's fine too. Um, Also, I have Musings While Binging. It's a little uh, dry humor if you like that kind of thing or if you have someone in your life who does. I think it makes a good uh, Valentine's Day gift like to couple with something else. I think it's a great gift. I have a girlfriend of mine who's like, that's my favorite book. I love it. It's so funny. So pick up Musings While Binging. That one is only available on paperback. It's on Amazon, but it's definitely within your budget. Trust me, pick it up. Until next time when we can exchange power